we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, hello, welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and I am the host, founder, chief exec of Northern Power Women. That's why I am today, anyway. And this is our path to power season, and a season where I have the amazing job of talking to fantastic change makers and trailblazers who are making a difference in their organisations, in their communities. They're challenging the norm and creating more inclusive cultures and are all total badass role models. Uh, And there's so much to learn from all of our guests this season. And I'm delighted this week to be welcomed by Debbie Cook, who is the Chief Executive at Grimsby Town Football Club. Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Absolute pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great. And it is brilliant. I love talking to people and individuals from different sectors and different backgrounds. And we were talking just before we started about what football is, you know, because it's not just sort of, uh, it's not two lots of 11 people on the pitch is it kicking a ball around with you know jumpers for goalposts it's not that it's it's every sector isn't it that comes into play and I think you know how would you describe the world of football or the business of football um like you say it's multifaceted and um you know that that's what makes it a wonderful industry to to work in I think that the thing for me is just that power of football is for the community you know um when you think about the brilliant relationships that you you have, a lot of those will be formed around football chat. Doesn't matter who you support, it's such a, a commonality. But then, you know, if you're running a football club, you get to harness the power of what you can do to make memories for that community. But you also then have to run a business that looks after a first team you know, elite sports team, um, an academy, a magazine, a shop, corporate hospitality, a stadium, you know, the list, the list goes on and on and on. So, so he's incredibly varied, but, um, yeah, what a privilege to, to work in the industry. The, the impacts so many and, and is the topic of conversation up and down the country bringing joy to millions. Oh, I did, and uh, and actually, uh, we talked about in the uh, the pre. I'm a I'm an Evertonian, so uh, oh, thank goodness for that Sunday afternoon a few <laughs> weeks ago, um, because there is a, there is that you know that, that it is the cent like you say it's the center, it's the community, it's the enabler uh, in, in in many places. And but you know you were in po- you were appointed chief exec at Grimsby, um, and oh the comments. Well, it's 2023. It's it's bananas, isn't it? You know, but some of the co- will she be washing the kit? As long as she has time to make tea for the kids, what's it like? How did how did you deal with that? And what, what is it like being a, a woman in, in in the in the multifaceted businesses of football in twenty twenty three? Do you know what? I don't really think about the fact that I'm a woman in football. What I think about is that I'm someone who works in the industry, and I happen to be a woman. Um, 
I, I appreciate that I have a huge responsibility as a role model for other women out there and for girls that want to think about a career and maybe aren't considering football because they see that it's it's not accessible. But generally, my view is that all organisations need diversity. And, you know, I'm really confident that I bring a set of skills to this organisation based on my past experience of a, a chief executive. And, and, you know, many of those have been transferable. But I'd also say um, that, you know, what I bring as a as a a woman is diversity in the boardroom, diversity across the organization, um, and just a a different, you know, a a different approach. I I prefer to think that I'm a person working in football. Without a doubt, I have probably had to work harder to be taken seriously. But my view generally is that I'll be judged on my successes. So the comments on social media, I think, are really, you know, quite sad. Those kind of comments, I don't let those get to me because generally I think, yep, they're sad. But what I'll do is I'll just crack on with being good at my job, uh, with running a brilliant football club and be judged on my successes, be judged on the results of the organisation. I think there are lots of things said on social media that are really sad. And, um, you know, we could we could make a whole podcast about, about that. Um, but I think um, it's it's my job just to change that stereotypical behavior by doing what I do and and do it well and I just happen to be a woman doing it exactly exactly let's take the labels away we've talked about that on other podcasts and you know and I know it kind of went it went beyond it crossed the line though didn't it recently you know where you had a number of malicious social media comments directed at you personally um you know, I know a statement from the club said that, you know, perverse and degrading messages came from, an, of course, all that was anonymous, isn't it? It's always the social media warriors in their pants from, a, you know, so from a, a basement in goodness knows wherever, you know, but, you know, misogynistic nature, undermining humiliation, just awful, awful, awful. Um, must, I can't even imagine how incredibly hard to deal with that was for you, Debbie. It was really hard to deal with. Um, anyone that knows me, knows I'm I'm really sensitive anyway you know uh I um what you see is what you get with me there's there's not a work Debbie and a and a personal Debbie there's there's just there's just Debbie and um I really care I care about people and so if I see this stuff happening to other people or if I if 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 you know, if I see negativity in the world it hits me and I feel it and so, yeah, this, this, this harassment was, was horrendous, but I also felt it for people around me. You know, I've got two grown up daughters and they both said, mom, you need to, you know, cause I'm a mom. I'm somebody's daughter, you know, uh, I, I'm somebody's wife. And this horrible stuff was, was out there anonymously. And they were saying, you need to say, you know, you, you're a mom. This is, this is ridiculous. But of course, all you all you would do then is add fuel to a to a, a a fire because 
And why, why would you respond to that kind of toxicity, to that venomous behaviour? I just try to think, you know, what must be going on in a person's life for them to be writing this kind of stuff? Um, but yeah, it, it really affected me. The support I had from our board was was just incredible. The support I had from my staff team, you know, I had one member of staff come and throw her arms around me with tears in her eyes once she realised I can't believe this is happening. I hadn't seen it. I had um, staff members say, you know, we'd love to go on social media and and say, you know, some fabulous, fabulous stuff, but they they don't want to be involved in that that kind of uh, discussion because it's 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 awful. I had fans send me flowers. I had fans send me notes and cards and letters. So all that stuff was was a huge comfort to me. But you know, we we shouldn't be there in the first place, should we? You know, we we have this whole rhetoric about being kind and you know don't say anything on social media that you wouldn't say to someone's face. And um, there are there are people out there that that really need to think about what they're doing and what 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 an impact that has on on people because it didn't just impact me it impacted my family it impacted my team and you know this is a wonderful industry to be involved in but people seeing some of the stuff that you have to put up with in that regard will probably give it a wide berth and that would be such a shame and and you know what? It's interesting that uh, one of your comments that you just said was, you know, I worried about what was going on in their mind. So and it's interesting because you, when you joined Grimsby, one of your main aims was to create that really positive culture in the club. So, you know, you've just been on the the receiving end of this, you know, just quite diabolical language and behaviour. But actually, you still had a, you're still stopping there and going, but what? Are they okay with that? And my team, you know, so you've already started, haven't you, with that positive culture? You've already started sort of shifting that, you know. Um, you're you're receiving all the the northern hugs, which is amazing. But how, but what what sort of drives you? And what was your you came to create that aim of this positive culture? Um, but where do you start with that, especially when you come into this? And where are you on the the journey? Because you never ever get there, do you? It's always it's an ongoing in iterative process. I think for me, before you can inspire any change in any organisation, you have to inspire trust. Um, so you know, when I thought about building building a, a culture. I wanted to, I wanted staff to make sure that they got the real me. Uh, I was joining an organization that had seen very little change in a very long time. And I knew that, you know, some team members would absolutely welcome that with, with open arms, but, but some would, would really struggle with that and be, and be, be fearful, be fearful of it. So I spent, I spent time with every single contracted member of staff and I asked them about them so that they could see that I genuinely listened, genuinely cared, wanted to hear about them. And then I asked them what they'd want me to change in the organisation if I'd got a magic wand. And I asked them what was amazing about the organisation and people just open up. I tried to show that I'd listened 
and uh, respond to to some of that. And I thought I think that started to to build trust. Um, I tried to always do what I said I would do um, when I said I'd do it or communicate um, why uh, if we couldn't do something. So that you just build that real values-led um, feeling around the club, that authenticity. Because And, you, do, you know, relationships are key in every walk of life, aren't they? So you just start to build relationships. And then what we did was we, we set the club's values. Um, that was one of the first pieces of work that, that we did where we said, this is what we're about um, and we engage the team in that process because some of them have got some of some of the team here are in their fifties. They've never worked anywhere else. You know this this is their life, and um, this club is their life. And I understand that it is it is um, addictive. It is a wonderful thing to be a part of. But you know this 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 was this was massive for them and and they need we needed to harness their knowledge and harness their understanding get them involved so we shaped the values and then we started to you know make sure that they were they, they were being lived across the organization and i think we saw that right across the organization you know we talked about being greater together and i can honestly say it's not a slogan it's what we, it, you know, some people might say, well, that's a bit cheesy. It's what, it's, it's what we talked about. You know, our first team players were talking about being greater together. Um, but you have to live that, don't you? You know, it's no, it's no point me being at the training ground and, and, um, and not, and not speaking to someone as I, as I, as I, I pass by them or not genuinely inquiring how they are. Um, because then we're not greater together. You know, we, we, we all are. And um, I think I think we lived that and I think people felt that. And I think it translated right across the football club at every level. And I hope that um, whilst our first team players and management staff did all the heavy lifting in terms of the successes that we've had, I think that there were loads of things that we did behind the scenes that that also had an impact, and that is just that is just one of them because it was genuine. It comes across that that absolutely genuine nature, that greater together, absolutely comes. I don't think anyone listening to this will have any doubt that you do not walk in that step and walk in that phrase and walk in that ethos every day. You know, we we talk about that. We you know, MLM podcast. You know, it's deeds, not words. You know, and it, it's about. It's never about the slogans. It's actually about bringing that to life. I feel it. I feel it. And I've we've never properly met, and I feel it right now. And I think that that is. The words that passion, that energy will will transfer, isn't it? And you know, and this is this is amazing because you come from a, 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 a you know a different path. You are not from these football parts, you know. And you you've been in local government, you've been in charity, you know, different sectors. What do you think were the, the, the main skills you brought this passion in? What what did you think you transferred over in into football? Well, I think everything's about relationships, that authentic leadership. Um, you know, I think people see through it when it's when it's not real. Um, and and I believe in in strong relationships that will then, you know, absolutely thrive in the good times, but really see you through the the tough times and when you need to have those difficult conversations because people 
see the real you um, and you've built those relationships. Uh, I think you always need good empathetic leadership. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully I've bought some of that. Being a strategic thinker, you, you know, in terms of where we want to take this football club, we've been so, you know, we've, we've had such a good first couple of years, you know, since since uh, our new owners bought the football club and they appointed me. It's literally two years this week since I joined the football club. And it has been an amazingly successful couple of years on and off the pitch. But that's just the start. And our ambitions are huge you know, in terms of what we want for the club, what we want for the, for the town. And so you've got to have a strategic mind and you've got to have a, an ambitious mind, um, something to inspire to, not be daunted by the scale of that, of that challenge. Uh, and of course, you know, you've got to be a great communicator, haven't you? Uh, in, in football at every single level, um, our supporters need to know what's going on and when. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's great advice, isn't it? For anyone worried out there that they think, oh gosh, I can't take that leap. We've had people on the podcast before who work professional, professional services, went to local government and the other way around, you know, that's, it's, it's good advice, isn't it? That networking, that relationship building, any other top tips out there you give for anyone thinking, Oh, okay. I could I could give that a go. You know, I've I've always loved football. Uh, but the reality is I, I didn't think I'd ever be able to work in football because we know those barriers exist, don't we? Um and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't come in uh you know, a, a kind of a a uh a grassroots level, if you like. I'd done some volunteering in football uh, when I when I was younger. And so I feel really fortunate that you know, my opportunity in football was was by a chance meeting. You know, um, the the one of the co-owners of the football club literally got in touch with me during lockdown uh, after a LinkedIn connection and said, "Your name keeps coming up. I'd really like a chat with you." And I suppose that gave me the confidence because I knew that I was jumping from one sector into a sector that was completely new and uh yeah fairly daunting um but I was going to work with good people you know I knew that I would have the support of the co-owners and so I think my advice would be just just you know assure yourself of that I think if you can go and work for good people you can see that their values led if they know that you have all these transferable skills, but actually you're going to have some learning to do in, in, in terms of the sector. And everybody's got that when they, when they transfer across, as long as they understand that and are, and are prepared for that, then, um, I think go for it. And, and you, and then your successes will give you the confidence, won't they? And as I said earlier on, on, on the pod, Simone, you know, without a doubt, I've, I've had to work extra hard to be taken seriously in this in this business but it only takes two or three comments from people that have been in the industry and are well respected in the industry to say wow you know I love what you're doing at Grimsby Uh, you know you know that 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 you're doing isn't really being done elsewhere and your use of data in that department is 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 leading in it in the in the in the field and you think 
you know, start to have some confidence and start to believe. Um, so I, I would say you're at work a lot of the time. You've got to be doing something that you enjoy and, um, you know, go for it if, it if it's working for decent people. I told you I had trailblazers on this podcast, didn't I? And, so, and the final, because you've got superpowers and, you know, you know, it's all about being greater together, isn't it? You know, you along with your fellow board appointment, Christine, the first woman on the board in 143 years. In the Premier League across the England at the moment, there's only 10 women on all of those boards. So how are we going to change this? We've got 90 seconds to do it. What are we going to do? <laughs> I, I think we've just got to, we've got to um, understand that every area of the world be it a board, an organisation, needs diversity. And, you know, a woman joining a board does not take anything away from those that are already on, on board. So a woman joining a, a football board isn't taking anything away from the males and their experience that are already on there. It's just bringing a whole other level of experience. So let's just embrace that, not be afraid of that. And... Um, and, and you, you know, we're just going to create a super richness across across organisations because we're tapping into different experiences, a different take on things, um, a different approach. And that, you know, that mix of diversity, that's the superpower for boards. Absolutely. There's an amazing woman out there called uh, Stacey Copeland, who is a boxer, but she started off playing for football, one of the first female uh, or footballers who happened to be female play for England. And, you know, she talks about it in a proper Mancunian way about it being, it's not like pie. It's not like carving it up and you just lose a bit, you know, um, and rightly so. We should talk about pie for related to Northerners as well, because we love it. But, but that's what it is, isn't it? This is, you know, and your energy, your enthusiasm, your passion, you know, really comes across and, you know, I've loved, loved, loved Debbie talking to you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I've loved, loved, loved being on here. <laughs> So this is what you get when you get two enthusiastic women to come, to come together on a podcast. It's amazing. And it is. It's a fantastic industry. It's it's fantastic and amazing to, you know, you've only been in this industry a couple of years, you know, and it's like, it's the passion with which you speak, the, the this vision that you've created, you know, and I love that everything that you talk about, you know, it's about convening football. It's about inspiring trust. It's about doing what you say. And it's about the power of being, you know, greater together. So Debbie, thank you so much. And I look forward to our next conversation because there's got to be a part two somewhere down the line thank you oh, and thank you all of you for listening today remember these are weekly episodes I wish I could do them every day I'm not gonna lie please do subscribe and don't you don't miss an episode of these amazing conversations what we have as we are on our pathway to power and um, please do leave us any kind of good positive feedback because that's what we thrive on here because we want to do more and please do share with us your top tips because this is all about that mission of professional and personal development and actually empowering each other and you know paying it forward check out all of our activities on our power hub our wearepower.net you can find out all about our events our insights our podcasts and do 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 stay connected across all of our social media channels at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all the others my name is Simone this is the Northern Power Women podcast a what goes on media production oh, oh, oh.